This is episode number 134, Taking Chances on Others, with Daniela Gaudi. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Outs Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who've overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement and invite all of our listeners to our upcoming Courageous Conversation. This is a weekly series that we started six to seven weeks ago with the desire to bring our community closer around topics that matter most to us. If you are interested in learning more about this particular opportunity, go ahead and leave us a message on our website and we'll be happy to send you all of the details regarding the time and the date as well as the place that you can join us. Now, let's get back to our show. Daniela, welcome to the show. Hi, Oleg. Thank you again for having me. I love every chance that we get to talk, so thank you. No, I appreciate it. I, I, I told you this before we hit the recording. It's one of those times where we have to schedule so many additional times to keep in touch, but that's okay. I mean, that's just part of life, and I think it's part of growing connections and making them deeper and meaningful, and that's really just choosing to stay in each other's lives through opportunities like this, where you can continue to share people's stories and experiences. And the thing that I wanted to talk to you about today is this topic of chances. And more so, I think, something that you mentioned as far as giving other people a chance or taking a chance on them. And the way that I want to start this off is something that I've been paying attention to as far as just how different speeches are formed and things like that is that very often at the end of the speech, do you give kind of a thank you to people that, that took a chance on you? Well, I want to reverse this completely. And I want to ask you the question of who took a chance on you? Who's one of the first people that you can remember that if they didn't take that chance on you, you may not be where you are today? It's, it's a great question. Um, and, and it, my mind trickles with a million people right now because mm-hmm. that is how I have gotten to the experiences that I have, the opportunities that I have, especially in my career, but, but also when I think about it even more deeply in my personal relationships and my friendships, things like that. So I will, I will focus on two directions. I will give you the one chance, <laughs> one chance, the person who really helped me in terms of uh, something that I doubted myself on in terms of my career with on-air hosting and mm. wanting to kind of take a leap to try something new to get my foot in the door. And um, that person, I, I will give her name, Janine Fiorillo. She mm-hmm. is uh, also on QVC. And this, this situation came about after, I guess, a few years of me really trying to get my foot into learning about being on air, wanting to take that new direction, doing a lot of soul searching of okay, what do I love about um, things I'm doing already? And and where do I see that in terms of the industries and the career I want to work in, which would be like entertainment media? How can I take the things I love, which is learning 
new things about people, helping them to discover things about themselves, but also getting their messages out there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's when my world of, okay, I think the, the route that makes sense is to do on camera interviews, things like that, go and do on air work. Um, so a few years following, it's not an easy industry to get into mm-hmm. entertainment and media and broadcasting. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's easier um, in the sense that now we have so much video that we can just pop on now. And that's, that's a blessing. That's a beautiful thing. But um, there, Janine really helped me in this. And it's, it's kind of funny. I giggled to myself, like, I've had this amazing opportunity with uh, Lori Grenier from Shark Tank. And, and she's like, I looked up to her and still do for so long. And, and that was like, I can't even imagine. I never thought I'd be working directly with her. So it makes me giggle that I kind of have to take a step before that mm-hmm. and think back to who first gave me a chance. Cause Lori gave me a chance too. I was very green. I was, I mean, you, I was in the QVC system for not very long as a very brand new, never had worked with anybody mm-hmm. on air. <laughs> and, and, you know, so there was that chance there too, but I want to back it up and just mention about how Janine helped me. So, um, I am very big on informational interviews, especially um, any way to connect with people. But if you need to know more about something you don't, basically ask, you know, ask for that help. So I remember reaching out to a family friend and, and she's in the business. And I said to her, please, who can you connect me with to better understand what I do next? Because I don't know where to go from here. Mm-hmm. And so she connected me with Janine. And um, I'll never forget the, the, our first phone call. First of all, I loved her immediately because she's just really like very vivacious Italian <laughs> woman and she's like, you know, she doesn't hold back and she's great. And, and so um, what she, the last thing she said to me after our first phone call, now granted, we never met. We didn't, we didn't know each other. She didn't have to take the phone call with me. She's a busy woman. She's a family, all these things. Um, and, and she took the phone call with me and I, I was open with her. I said, I am looking for help and advice on what to do next. That phone call was monumental. She gave me so much advice. She connected me with people that I needed to be connected with. She literally ran down her, her, I think it's over 15 years now, experience of exactly what I need to do to get this. I had to audition to get this audition. You know, she went through all of her teachings that she had learned herself, she had gone through. She shared that with me in one phone call, the first phone call ever. And I'll never forget the last thing she said to me was, I got you girl. You're, you're with me. I'm going to take care of you. You're good. You know? And and it was just that I got you girl. You're in good hands with me. And she took me under her wing so quickly Mm. and, and she didn't have to. There was no obligation. There was no obligation to the woman who connected us. Um, she wasn't going to lose anything by saying, no, I can't right now. You know, she really took me under her wing. And that was the first chance that I felt like, wow, okay, there, there, there's always something happening in terms of chance for me that, that reassures um, me that there are people out there that will help. And that helps me to continue to be the person that I want to be with that in terms of giving people chances as much as possible. 
So that's the first one. Can I go into the second? Of course. <laughs> okay. So the second one has to do with Still Standing Together, which is the support and empowerment organization that raises awareness and resources and uh, connections for women through mental health, which you're familiar with. And it's really my baby and it happened so organically, but I was really hesitant to go into it because I am not a therapist. I'm not a licensed therapist. I did not go right. to school for it. So it was like, how are people going to take me? You know, are they going to take me seriously? Will they, I had all these negative feelings towards it. And basically I met two therapists at a conference. So it was, it was amazing. It's all happened by chance. So that's the other side of chance that <laughs> happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and, and they kind of reached out and they said, I feel like we should, we should collaborate on something. And so we met and I'll never forget. I ran through a list of things with them. Like maybe we can collaborate on this. Maybe we can collaborate on this. And basically the very last thing was, well, I listen, I've been going through a rough time with my mental health. I can't imagine what people go through who don't have the support that I have, who didn't know somebody who was initiating a phone call to a therapist for them, things like this. I want to do something there immediately. And again, this was like, we probably spent about 60 minutes of our lives in total together. Immediately they said, we're in, do, do what you need to do. Tell us when to be there. And we're in. And, and they were two therapists, um, Danielle Massey and Alana Gardner. I will give them some, some shout outs in case anybody is looking to connect. Um, but they really, and I can remember their faces and it's those moments. You can remember their faces. You can remember the moment where you felt that like, security and that safety and that that appreciation and their faces were they just smiled and they nodded and they said yep that's it and and that's it and and from there we're still close friends they were the first ones to really give me that boost of no you can do this and we back you up on it Mm -hmm. you know i think it's amazing that you shared that for a couple reasons first one is when people take a chance on you I think it's it's you're always co-creating as far as another individual seeing the pot- potential within you, but you have to give yourself almost the permission that you can dream, that you can experience, that you can live a different life compared to the one that you've lived. And that's an important thing to understand within what you just said is that, yes, people took a chance as far as opening doors for you, but you had to take a chance on yourself. You had to tell yourself that, yes. Not only do I want this, but I I can be that ultimately. Exactly, exactly. And that is why I think it's so important to to really be open and and warm to people, to give them that opportunity, even at times if you don't know them. Um, Most of the time, it's I, I do, I try to help when I can and it's people I don't know. And then they eventually do become very good friends, but that's, that's an added bonus, but it's very true because then it makes me feel more confident in myself that I am living up to being the person that helps. And, mm-hmm. and that, that goes deeper into like, what's my purpose, things like that. So it's, it's a twofold. You're helping the person, but really you are very much so helping yourself to continue to take those chances on yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know kind of the other side of what you just shared with me as far as people taking chances on you in situations where they knew a little bit about who you were and what you were trying to accomplish. In situations where whether you knew the person well or maybe not so well, and let's say that they 
um, maybe misused or, or a word along those ways, your trust or, or something that made you second guess as far as whether or not you really even believe in that connection. How do you create that window where you can still take a second chance on that person? And then beyond that, the thing that I wanted to expand on is, so I, I don't really believe in the concept of second chances. I believe in the concept of second, third, fourth, fifth, and endless amount of chances because there is no limit. And the reason why I think there was a line that I came across a little while ago and the line said that the best apologies change behavior. And they put this whole concept of chances and opportunities that we give to people to correct in perspective. So I'm kind of curious to know from your lens, A, what is that one thing or maybe multiple things that people have to put in question in order for you to start questioning that connection and relationship? And then the second part of that question is, what do you do to remind yourself that, hey, we're all human. It's okay for all of us to make mistakes. And I'm going to give this person second, third, fourth, and fifth chance, if you think like that, of course. I, I do. And I completely agree with you. I think that um, it's, it brings me to, I think about, I have a friend that I've been friends with almost my whole life. And uh, it's funny because she can cut people off immediately. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've never been able to do that because I believe in those second, third, fourth chances. Um, I think first and foremost, before I get into it, mm -hmm. one of the things, because I thought about this, because I thought, you know, when does it become that you're, you're hurting yourself by giving mm. too many chances? So, um, but what I, what I came to the realization is, is that as long as you are doing the work in yourself and know your boundaries and know your, um, can openly communicate, can, can start to practice expressing yourself and your needs and um, feel as though you have the security within yourself knowing that you're going to do what's good for you with the intent that you still want to help people but not, again not taking away that what is good for you mm -hmm. idea um, I think from there you're able to work to give other people those second third and fourth chances mm. so to answer your question about you know I think one big thing for me that I have to question, uh, well, two things I would say. One is I go with my feelings a lot. So it takes you back to like really, it, first things first, you got to know yourself. You have to start being aware of yourself, aware of your feelings, aware of your tolerances, aware of your preferences, aware, you know, is this hurting me right now? Can we work through this? So it's getting to know yourself. So that's the one thing is I really do listen to my feelings. So let's say it's um, a friendship. Uh, something I would ask myself is, okay, do I want this person in my life? And yes, if I do, then I will, you know, I, if right now they're making me feel sad, then we need to talk about this. And, mm -hmm. and I need to give them time to, to explain what they're feeling so I can understand, as well as give them time to make the changes. Because if that's all, I mean, a chance isn't just, um, it, it's funny because it almost contradicts itself in this sense. So a chance is like that unexpected happening, right? Mm -hmm. But then taking a chance takes time. It takes time to play out. It's not something that's a quick 
snap. It's going to just like, you're going to talk to someone, bam. Because that, that initiation of taking the chance is when it starts the relationship. It's when it starts to, to build that journey. So the chance is just the initiator, but you can't forget to live out the rest of it and let that play out. So with that mm. said, you know, that it's, it's giving people time to acknowledge and make the changes and then going from there. Um, the other side of it, I'd have to say is, is one thing is if, if my, if my morals are compromised or, um, stepping away from the feelings, if my morals or the ethics are not there, I mean, that's a big indicator for me that, um, okay, it might have to, I might have to step back from, from giving so much to somebody if, if ethically we're not on the same page. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing that you mentioned about time, it's very important to understand is that everything has its own time frame. That's something that I'm learning right now throughout life is that I think the expectation of us attaining that thing or forming that relationship or connection into that ultimate result for why we would connect it with that individual or why we choosing to be in that particular relationship, it's not ultimately true. And, and the reason why is because everything has its own growth stages and it, there's no way what I've learned is that there's no reason to force certain things to be where I want them to be because I don't even know if that relationship or connection isn't even meant to be there in that space to begin with. Just like the same exact reason where I think one of the things that I learned throughout life is that when people, myself included, have certain values that we believed in when we were 9, 10, or 11 years old, and those things reshaped and redefined themselves. Maybe they've expanded. Maybe they've closed in a little bit more. And you begin to feel um, greater pull towards other values. Is I always tell people that struggle in that space is that just because you were honest when you were 10 or 11 or 12 and you felt like that was a core thing, that doesn't have to be the same thing when you're 20, 30, or 40. Honesty, it, it, just like anything else, it's always like an onion. There's always a layer within a layer. So whatever you knew once upon a time, it doesn't have to be the same thing that you know now. I, I agree. And it, and it resonates so much because um, with this topic of you know, giving opportunity, giving a mm -hmm. chance, people taking a chance on me and vice versa, I mean, taking a chance on them for things that is when I think though I feel like it coincides with when somebody is making a shift outside of what they, what they were used to or how they were used to thinking or what their mm -hmm. values used to be, or even, um, you know, letting go of, of their past a bit to move forward. And I feel like that's the most important time is when we have to try to be cognizant of what that person is going through because it could be that it's, I feel like it usually falls within that transition period of like, they're making some sort of shift. They're make, they're letting go of something so that some newness can come in and, and to be able to help them to do that only gives them more of a confidence that they can. Mm -hmm. And that's a very good point as far as creating a space for other people to acknowledge and embrace their own growth and whatever it is that they're trying to shed 
to step into the new version of it because what I'm learning is this in situations where you we're always deal with the unknown, right? I think that's what life is. It's just this unknown journey where we think we know certain things, but let's be honest, what do we truly know? And what I've learned is that a lot, some of the subjects such as courage or humility or whatever else that require you to connect with yourself on an emotional level, instead of giving people a chance and saying, and giving them an opportunity to explain, what is that story within the story? Because oftentimes we'll tell stories to cover up what's actually inside. And I think the reason why is because we haven't developed the language to firmly express what it is that we're going through. And what I've learned is that oftentimes we'll blame the individual for the thing that they told us. And it's like, well, why didn't you tell me the truth to begin with? Because I didn't even know the words to use to tell the truth. So giving a chance for the individual to express who they really are is an important part of my life. And that's where I begin to do and, and understand from your message is that you're always taking a chance to evolve that relationship. And, and you never know what that relationship can be or will be. There's no boxed formula for, hey, the connection between you and Daniela is only this, right? Because I think part of living in the realm of possibility is open, bringing an open, always bringing an open mind to every single interaction, every single time. Even though you're connecting with the same exact individual, what haven't you had a chance to discover about them? What aren't they telling you? Absolutely. I, I could not agree with you more. And I'm glad that you brought up about um, this, you know, you kind of set up a scenario about that woman or that person had trouble um, mm -hmm. expressing themselves and, and then the other person didn't feel heard and things like that. I think a big part of, of taking on the role of being, being able to give someone a chance is that you are able to say to yourself, which, you know, it's hard. I, I want to say this and, and I can, I guess maybe it's the Sagittarius in me. I can like contradict it, <laughs> but, um, you know, but, but I, I will say this. It's, it's thinking these words that I actually think to myself a lot when I do any type of work with um, still standing together or put out any kind of content or create an event. And it's, it's the words, it's not about me. It's not about me. So there have been times where um, I'll give you a perfect scenario. There's somebody who I love connecting with people and um, I can appreciate pers the persistence of it. Right, <laughs> if right. I can put it in the most positive way. I can appreciate the persistence of it. And I'm, you know, I'm human and, and I'm working on different things. So my brain is trying to stay focused and, and then I feel as though my boundaries are being pushed, but the person doesn't even know they're pushing my boundaries because like you said, I haven't expressed it to them. So I think what's important in this whole idea of it's not about me is to, to pay attention to how we're going to react so that we don't cut ourselves off from those opportunities before they can even happen or those new relationships before they can even happen. And just taking a few minutes before actually actually connecting or actually responding, you know, if it's an email, actually responding to an email or things like that and taking a second to be like, okay, wait, where am I at? I'm just frustrated because I have all this, th all these things going on, you know, a million reasons to just take a step back and then bring it back to, it's not about me. 
There's some reason this person is reaching out. There's some reason they're being persistent. Maybe they just need five minutes of somebody being like, hey, yes, I'll talk to you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'll talk to you. I'll give you the, if those five minutes are the chance, is, is that that's the chance I'm bringing you today, if that's the opportunity I'm bringing you today, yes, five minutes, we can do it. You know, so I think it's important to, to, um, to remember that um, for ourselves, to not cut off that potential opportunity based on what we're feeling and go back to that idea of it's not about me. Let's see, let's see where this goes. And then ultimately there's a power in it that ends up giving you <laughs> the part, you know, giving you more from it. Yeah. Um, so it's a win-win. <laughs> mm -hmm. I actually want to share real quick. Oh, like I have a, um, I, you know, it's funny how, things are heightened and I've been prepping in my mind and in my notes for us to do this interview. And mm -hmm. I came across a really great quote that I, I just want to share real quick. Of course, really, go ahead. You know, so it's, um, it's a very powerful thing when someone sees you as the person you wish you were. And I just thought, what, how perfect is that for what we're both, you know, thinking on today and talking about today with, with chance and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and to add on to what you just said, what I've learned and what I heard through you saying that is that you don't go through this journey alone, that there's always someone else that's opening the door for you. And there's always someone else that's opening the door for you, especially in cases you don't even know that door exists. And I right. think it's a beautiful segue to the potential that carries with within each and every single one of us that oftentimes we don't even recognize because we've never seen ourselves through that light or that lens before. So oftentimes through the, the giving of chances and opportunities from other people, what actually ends up happening is that you begin to see yourself in a completely different light. Absolutely. That's a, and that's a beautiful way to put it because it, it is, it's, it's almost as though, you know how they say, um, don't let anybody dim your light. Mm -hmm. It's almost as though we can, we can dim our light more quickly than most people might. And um, so, so it's a beautiful thing to say that to allow someone's light to shine through. I also think that it's, it's difficult because we do have, uh, you know, societal norms that, that I think we're doing such a good job as, as a society with being more open and, and all of that. But we can still quickly go back into those societal norms. Like even I just think about, um, uh, you know, somebody who's graduating right now about going to college or about doing it this way or doing it a different way than what is the norm. And I just think it's, it's, it festers those, those, those ways we're supposed to be fester that make it hard for us to believe that we can almost take a chance on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And to add on to that, one of the things that I've learned that this is not by any means to take away from anyone's pain or adversity, but you think about how some of the colleges have ended, right? I'm a big advocate for sports. I, I will watch sports if I could for the rest of my life, if there was nothing else that I, could, that I had to do. And what this particular situation put in perspective is with different tournaments being canceled, some people's potential for careers as they saw it before it's before the college career started is gone. That dream of going to NBA or professional league in X, Y, and Z sport. It's not there. 
But here's the thing, and here's how I challenge it, is that it may not be there according to the way that you scripted that for yourself. It's still there. The opportunity still exists. You may just have to tap into a different way, different channel that's going to get you to that ultimate thing. And so I think when it comes to creating different opportunities out of adversity, that window is always there. There's no time limit on it. There are no circumstances that are going to tell you, nope, too late on that one. Can't try that one again. It's just, it's not a thing. I don't believe it. I, I think life, it, every single day you wake up and just because this is a Wednesday and last week we went through a Wednesday and the week before we went through a Wednesday, this is still a different day. That's where I've, I firmly believe that every single day brings its own opportunities and as long as you are, you are in a position where you can listen more than you speak, I think oftentimes those opportunities become even more. They become even louder. And then you have those moments of, wow, how didn't I see that? Or what? It's always been here. It's like, of course, they've always been here, but your energy just happened to be over the energy of that particular opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and it's, uh, it, it reminds me of something I recently shared on my uh, social platforms, you know, and, it, and anything I share on there, which I feel you and I can relate on. I'm an artist. I think of, I think of it in this way. I'm an artist. Anything I create in terms of art, art world, um, is a reflection of what I'm experiencing. Right. And I do the same mm -hmm. through my social media. And so I recently put this up and it was, um, something I was going through and it was, the reminder I needed. And I felt, well, if I need it, there might be other people out there who need it. And it was just prepare, or excuse me, practice courage to ask. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times we hear just ask, just ask, but it's not that simple. It, it is like a muscle we have to build to be able to ask for, for almost someone to give permission. But, but, you know, I don't want to say that because that's a whole nother story, but, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's that preparing or practicing for that courage to ask so that you are able to let people in on what your desires are and let them help you. I, I think back to um, a former student of mine and I think of this because it keeps coming up now with current clients and you mm -hmm. mentioned about there's not only one way to get there. And so it really reminds me of this. So um, a few years ago, a former student had said to me, I was teaching dance very full time at the time. And she came to me and she said, I want to, I want to produce a show. And I said, great. All right. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. let's do it. What do you want to do? And she gave me every, every single reason why she wasn't adequate enough to produce a show. And that had to do with, well, I didn't go to school to, in, you know, arts. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I don't have this. I said, do you have the desire to put on a show? And she said, mm -hmm. yes. And I said, put on a show. And I said, that's it. There's, and she was like, but, and I was like, no, put on the show, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's amazing to see her because now she's got, shows she puts on she's got a whole collective she has she has a, a book she's fine you know she has all these things and it was amazing to to see that that 
in her face, I can again picture her face in that moment that we had that talk. And she was like, oh, I can put on a show. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I can do that. And it keeps coming up with clients now that are like, why, well, you know, I want to do this, but I didn't go to school for it. And I'm thinking, like, if you can go to get the training that you need, but the schooling might be different, or, you know, maybe you had the schooling, but you no longer want to want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And you want to shift to something completely different for your career or, or however you want to move forward. It's, it's just, to have the courage to ask so that you put it out there so that other people know your desires and they can help you to, to, to find those opportunities or give you that, give you that little bit of light back. Mm-hmm. And I think it boils down to two very simple things, becoming intentional and then just do it. I, I will always love Nike for their, their face. It, it, so it really good, is right? as simple as that. <laughs> just do it. Just do it because what's the worst that's going to happen? The worst that's going to happen is you are going to end up with the same thing where, that you started with. It's like wait, whenever you try and get a yes or someone to open a door for you, well, let's put it this way. You're starting off with a closed door anyway. So what is the worst that's going to happen? Is that you're going to look at the same door, but maybe with something that you learned about it, a different way to open it another individual to talk to, another approach that you can take. And I think that's a very important thing to learn from what you just said, at least from my perspective, is become intentional as far as what do you really want? And and one of the reasons why I think that's a challenging question, or it was a challenging question for me, is I used to think that what do I really want as like that ultimate question. What do you really want in life? But really what I begin to understand and how I started to look at it from a different lens is what do I really want as it comes to this? What do I really want as it comes to that? So when you become specific to that thing, what do I really want when it comes to speaking on stages or writing this book or connecting with this person? That's where I think it becomes less overwhelming and you can actually step into that action. Because then you've identified what you really want. And just like you and I were playing the game, and I, I don't know what that card game is called, but it, I got to figure it out. But it works. It's one of those things where, it's, where you ask the universe, what do I really want as it comes to X, Y, and Z? It gives you the answer. It gives you a form of an answer, not the ultimate answer. Because the ultimate answer you get to form and you get to define. There is a beautiful thing that I, I read recently about life and it's life has no meaning unless you give it meaning. Every experience, and think about it, we have thousands and thousands of thoughts that go through our head, even right now, millions of thoughts. Oh yeah, there's a party up here. <laughs> but, but yet you just choose to pick one and then understand it and then you give it meaning and then somehow the whole experience develops meaning of its own. It's a powerful way of thinking about it. And I think it helps, especially from a a mental mental and emotional perspective of breaking it down because the big picture can sometimes just be so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, and you said that second part to that after the intention was just do it. And when you, when you make it as simple as that, 
it just keeps things more clear for you moving forward. Okay. So, and, and what I think about, I know I mentioned a lot about career, but what I think about is, um, you know, if somebody in a relationship, I've been in a, a 10 year relationship with my partner and we're not married yet. And it's funny how many people <laughs> for years, probably like after two years, you know, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? I, I don't know why they're so concerned with it. <laughs> but with that said, it really started to get in my head of, well, wait, why aren't we? And what is that important to me? And, it, and I appreciate the, them saying that because it made me think more about what was important and what did I want? And since I was a little girl, I have said to myself, you know, I, I was okay with breaking the norm, things like that. So mm -hmm. I always wanted a loving relationship. That's all I wanted. I wanted a loving relationship with somebody who supports me and gives me the independence to do what I want because I don't really take no for an answer very well, <laughs> you know? So, so, but the main thing was a loving relationship where I had support and I could talk to the person and, and you know what? I don't have a ring and maybe one day I will, cause it will be fun to celebrate the next level of that. And that's, but it's okay with me because I, I have, and I've had all of that main thing, that main thing that's important to me, which is that loving relationship, that support. So, so it's good when people challenge us and I love your questions because I love, you're always challenging me. Uh -huh. And so it, it's good when people challenging us because it does get us back to, okay, well, what do you want? What is, what is that? What do you want? Push away all the noise, push away what you've been told you want, push away what you've been doing that might not be what you want anymore, but you're so used to it. And, and just really get down to each part of what do you want here? What do you want here? What do you want in this area? Mm -hmm. And that's once again, what makes me believe that everyone has value, right? And about giving Ooh. everyone the chance to be heard. Because even in situations where you hear certain things and you tell yourself, there's no way I would ever do that. Or why would I live my life like that? It still makes you step back and reflect. Do you really want that for all the people that have asked you in year two of your guys' relationship, whether or not you're going to get married, have kids, buy a house and get a dog. And then you thought to yourself, do I really want that? There was value from those questions. And I think that's the thing is I'm a huge believer that everyone has value because everyone can give you their own opinion or the feedback. And then as part of that, you get to choose which of those thoughts or opinions you get to implement. And that's the thing that the important differentiator between the two is that there's a choice that you make as far as I'm going to implement upon this. You don't have to implement upon it all, but it's good to hear all the different perspectives because then your perspective gets reshaped into something that you may not have even envisioned. Absolutely. 100% agree. I want to get into one of the last things in the, and I know you have an event that you guys are organizing and I'm, I want to give you the time and space to tell us a little bit more about that experience, because I think it's something that a lot of us can benefit from, especially in this time of uncertainty and dealing with the unknown. What are you guys putting together and what is the best way that people can learn more about it? Absolutely. So through still standing together, I hold support groups and workshops. Mm -hmm with other um, mental health professionals or any type of professional or expert that's going to bring that um, 
any type of improvement or development through uh, our, for our mental health. So our upcoming event is a virtual support group and workshop, and it is April 20th from 7 to 9 p.m., and it's on trauma and um, PTSD. So it's called From Pain to Possibility, and our support group leader is Pamela Campbell, who is a life coach and does transformational work with this and and Oleg, you actually we I think we've all kind of connected through each other. I can't remember we the have. exact mm-hmm. yeah. So so I thank you for that. And um but I but I will say that it's from my experiencing excuse me, from my experience and my studies and what I'm you know preparing for Monday along with Pamela's wonderful um she'll be bringing us her workshop of From Pain to Possibility, which takes us through partnering work and all different ways of rewriting stories and and working through patterns that might not be fitting to our lives anymore based on past trauma. And so something that I want to put out there to, to everyone, if you're able to join us, is that trauma is not necessarily direct at times. Trauma can be indirect. We might not see the effects of it for mm-hmm. a little while. Um, and so, so we don't know, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a very interesting about the behaviors that maybe don't feel right. But, but, but what I hope that we find in, in this support group is that people are able to see those behaviors that they've been doing or these patterns or any way they've been living their lives, something feels off about it that mm-hmm. we can get to the root of, of what, what that could potentially have been caused by mm-hmm. and what does it look like moving forward? Mm. And I think that's a very interesting point is reshaping that narrative and that story and ultimately knowing that, yes, there is another story that you can tell and that you can invent in your mind to give yourself the peace of mind to keep moving forward through your day. How do people find that? What is, what is the, is it through your guys' website that you guys have the event? Uh, yeah. So you can go on stillstandingtogether.com and the tab upcoming events, it's on there. We are at still standing together on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can always direct message me or you can email at stillstandingtogether at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being a great guest. And like I told you before, I always find so much pleasure in connecting with you and learning about your experience and just the, the growth and the evolution that you take as an individual every single day. Thank you. I, I can't thank you enough for having me on and giving me the opportunity because you were the one of the first when I started still standing together that you reached out to me and, and that was... Um, you invited me on overcoming odds and just you opened up my eyes and and you continue to do that for others as well. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google 
so more people can hear this message of overcoming adversity, facing their challenges, and finding the light at the end of the tunnel. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week. Thank you.